everyone, welcome to RZ Two Cents. This is Robert. Hi guys. And this uh, is Roy. Virtually, yeah, virtually across from me in Canada, uh, that's Roy. And I'm in California, Roy is in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, as always, and um, we are glad to be back. Uh, we just had a uh, extensive, uh, passionate conversation before this regarding the stock market, the economy, COVID situation, all this. Um, you know, we call that um, the COVID crisis now. And uh, hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, and uh, tuning into our podcast as you definitely have more time on your hands. So today we want to touch on sort of, you know, we were doing this uh, coronavirus special. I, I guess, you know, we'll probably be doing this for quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah. what, uh, that's what's been on everyone's <laughs> mind. Much longer than we Much longer than we thought. Uh, we hope this yeah. special ends. That means, you know, vaccine comes out, uh, uh-huh. problem solved, yeah. right? People go back yeah. to hugging and kissing each other. Uh, that'll be good. Uh, I do miss the physical touch. So. Um, but today, yeah, we want to talk about uh, the economy, uh, reopening. I think um, uh, yeah. there's some thoughts on reopening, uh, provocative thoughts too. I want to provoke Roy a little bit um, with other people's words, not my words, okay? Uh, okay. Particularly okay. For, from someone, let's say, like Elon's words, okay? And, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> very provocative words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. yeah. So, uh, yeah. not my words, okay? But then, third, uh, obviously, we want to talk uh, about the stock market investments and etc. Uh, I think we can dive into, we can go sort of the reverse order. Uh, we'll, we'll do the, you know, the grand scale, the, the ideology of freedom, reopening, all that yeah. stuff, and the, the testing, the fire, you know, just all that good stuff uh, more towards the second half. The first part we'll talk about, uh, and, 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 you know, what widely popular people care about how, how to um, uh, preserve their capital and uh, maybe uh, grow their capital, right? So we'll talk about investments yes. uh, for the first half. So I'll dive right into it. Uh, Roy asked me a great question uh, when you're picking up where we left off. Uh, you said, you know, is a mm-hmm. which is a better investment? The S and P 500 means the the best 500 companies in your uh, all over the world um, mm-hmm. versus a conglomerate that Warren Buffett has built. It's called Berkshire Hathaway. So which one is the better investment at the current moment? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, Roy. Is what was was it your your original question? Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So, um, at so this point, that comparison is, is valid, right? Comparison. Yes, oh, very valid. Okay. And one has to make a okay, choice. Okay. And either one of these, one is that I recommend either one of these investments, one should put in a decent amount. Uh, they are worth uh-huh. uh, to put into a significant amount of your investment into. They're not small, like speculative investments. Let's say you buy you know, $10 of uh, some ICO or $50 of some black j- jack, you know, pot or anything like that. It, I, I, these are serious investments. Um, so I like both, and at current price, okay, uh, it, this is recorded on May 12th, uh, 2020, May 12th. So mm-hmm. um, at the current market closing price, uh, I like Berkshire Hathaway much better than S&P 500. Uh, there are a couple of reasons. Uh, one is for, for, for the beginners, like what is Berkshire Hathaway all about, right? So it's basically a insurance company, okay, that owns Geico, which is the second largest insurer in the United States. Um, that a Warren Buffett bought a long time ago. So his business model is that he insurance business is a business where you take in money first, okay? You pay, and and regularly subscription based model, and you pay out only when uh, low probability events happen, right? So uh, mm-hmm. so he cl- has a lot of float. He calls that the float. He has a lot of money uh, within Berkshire because he has Geico, right? Then um then he invests that sort of money towards other businesses that generate steady cash flow. 
think of most insurance companies, you know, AIG, Progressive, all these things. I mean, now they're very sophisticated uh, investors, through some of them. But most of the times, you know, in order to keep that cash there in case of, you know, catastrophic events, they have to um, invest in something that's almost risk-free, like the treasury yield, which yields at 0.6%, right? So um, they, they, they literally just let the money sit there and or some sort of very safe investments. Um, where Berkshire does is is that Buffett doesn't put, put these things into risky investments either. He puts into things like Coca-Cola, right, that pays him three uh, percent a year dividend yield, which is higher than the Treasury. That grows, you know, for the last, you know, from the point he got in from the 1970s till now, um, and, and he accumulated the shares at good prices too. Uh, there was a big start off a Black Monday, 1987. The market dropped 25 percent on that day. All Warren Buffett did was buying Coca-Cola all day that day, right? Because he thinks the longer-term uh, outlook for Coca-Cola does not change, but the price is discounted 25% because of some market event. And he's like, that's great. So um, so accumulate these businesses that pay him well, so, so he used that float uh, to invest. That's one. Uh, second, uh, most people uh, probably you know unaware of the, most people know about the Geico part, the insurance part, unaware of the second and third part is that uh, he owns railroads, uh, Burlington North Southern Trust. So that is a uh, very big uh, rail railroads operation, mainly for logistic transportation in the United States um, across the country, uh, Midwest, you know, all the way to the West Coast, some on the East Coast. Uh, it's a, basically a, a pretty monopolized business that um, they have a couple competitors like Union Pacific, which is their competitor, trading publicly as well on a US uh, stock exchange. Um, they own these infrastructures. Think of them like a lesser version of airports, right? We talk about airlines uh, privately before um, with Roy, and airlines uh, certainly are struggling right now. But think of airports; they are sort of monopolized, right? Even if you own New York Airport or you know Vancouver Airport, no matter what happens, you sort of make some kind of money because people, you know, flights have to, uh, planes have to park somewhere, right? And you collect money from all the airlines, not just one, right? So. Uh, railroads are less a version of that, but it still holds true where he owns the infrastructure of the railroads and you know goods and services go on all the time. People tr move from place to place. He just so so that business is very stable. Okay, easy to see there. So third part of business is where he has Berkshire Energy. Okay, this is a sort of a monopoly as well. One example. Okay, the Berkshire Energy has many uh, basically utility companies underneath it. Uh, electricity from you know households and stuff like that, right? Um, just one example. Uh, both you and I have been to Vegas, right? The, yeah. He basically owns lots of the Nevada uh, energy, uh, the electric utility uh, companies, and uh, and they're all under Berkshire, uh, Berkshire Energy Unit. And the strip in Vegas, that whole strip, the lights are all lit up, paying Berkshire Hathaway every day. He owns the whole strip's lighting. Think of how much of a monopoly that is, my friend. I mean, I mean, the, the whole strip is light, you know, it's lit all the time. It's Vegas, man, right? So, yeah. and, and and he just, regardless if the casinos do well or not, the lights are on, and he collects that money. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously because Berks uh, weren't started early and all that stuff, you know, uh, people can look into his early part of his life to understand why he was so successful. But basically, he collected these high-quality businesses with uh, with pretty with pretty white moats. Um, and uh, for the reference of Moat, you know, we have their episode of Moats in business before, so you guys can look through all the two cents. Um, so basically, yeah, so Berkshire, these are three main parts, and they obviously have 
uh, other businesses underneath it to have Seeds Candy, which he bought for like about a couple ten million dollars. Now grew to like something like three hundred million dollar worth of business. It's a candy business, but they do well uh, for Hershey's chocolates. For, you know, he has okay. he collected a bunch of businesses underneath, and also he makes prudent investments where he bought Apple at one hundred forty. Now Apple's three hundred dollars, right? He saw Apple as a basically a steady cash cow uh, when the innovation sort of ran out. But they are a cash cow and and with lots of earnings power and lots of cash on balance sheet, like Berkshire. So, anyways, I, I won't you know uh, do on too long on Berkshire. But basically, the point is, uh, it's talking about investments at today's price. Berkshire Hathaway. Um, for for those of you who are a little bit more financial aficionados, uh, people use DCF discount cash flow models to estimate. Uh, company's intrinsic value and Berkshire's intrinsic value. If you use DCF model, it's about uh, two twenty-five dollars for the share, for the B share, and uh, B share right now is trading at one hundred seventy-four. So therefore, you know, uh, it's about thirty-eight percent, thirty-five percent undervalued, and that is more than I think the S and P five hundred is undervalued at because the S and P five hundred is only ten percent from all-time highs, and it's only down ten percent from all-time highs, and I do not think the economy. Uh, is ready to go back to all-time highs yet? Let's just say that. So, uh, therefore, you know, Berkshire is more compelling investments at today's price. Mm, I see. I see. So, uh, for longer term, um, why do you think S and P 500 would be a better option than Berkshire? Longer term, if you get, let's say, a 10 percent um, discount. Well, what's your definition of a long, longer term? Uh, three to five years what's plus. The threshold. Three to yeah. five years. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Beyond 2023, mm-hmm. beyond 2023. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but okay. not like 2060. I mean, I don't know what's happened to 2060, right? No one knows. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I say beyond three years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, medium term, I would say six months to 12 months. I would say, yeah, okay. I would say even in a year, like 12 months plus is longer term. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Okay. So medium term, okay. six months to 12 months, and then short term is uh, is in the next couple of weeks to up to a quarter. Yeah. So a month could okay. still be short term. Yeah. So, um, okay. longer term, I think. If you get a again not at today's price, but a more discounted price to S and P five hundred, like say ten percent off from today, um, you'll be a better investment because um, S and P five hundred have it has the unique stru- structure, obviously, of having the best companies in the world from two perspectives. Uh, Berkshire has mm. one, uh, doesn't quite have the second. Um, the first, so the S and P five hundred has the best companies. In terms of two things, one in terms of earnings power, so they have great balance sheets, earn lots of cash, they make profits. Simply saying, right? Uh, Berkshire mm-hmm. has that. Second, they have companies that consistently innovate and will likely to make uh, to adapt to the next change or revolution, or whatever uh, happening in the economy, and make continue to make profits, and their earnings might grow. So, Berkshire's earnings are steady; they don't grow as much as the. Uh, let's say not the entire S&P 500, but let's say the key players in S&P 500, such as Microsoft, right? The Azure cloud business grew 40% year over year, right? Uh, Amazon's revenue is still growing at 20%. So, you know, and obviously uh, Google with its own investments into the uh, quantum computing world, with the with, with its own content content producers, with uh, with the, you know, YouTube and search engine, all that good stuff. So, basically, and also Facebook, the social media giant. Uh, so these companies are. Uh, those four companies I just mentioned, Facebook, Google, uh, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, are five companies, consist 25% of the S&P 500 index. So basically they're the best of breed. And through Berkshire, you indirectly own Apple uh, because they bought a lot of Apple, and uh, but you don't own everything else. So uh, in my opinion, a longer term, let's say the next 10 years, and Buffett said it himself, this is the most important thing. He said it, in the next 10 years, 
people ask him, right? At the share at the shareholder meeting this year. Next 10 years, as a as someone who wants to put his retirement money there, buy Berkshire or SP? He says he would buy SP, right? So uh, he recommends that person buy SP actually. Yeah, he does recommend. But he's you know, he's running a company that that, that he's built. He's not gonna say, you know, he's not gonna move. He's he said, all oh, my money will always be in Berkshire, and when he dies, those he even has the will, those will remain in Berkshire. But um but that doesn't mean Berkshire suck or anything. I mean, it just doesn't mean it does. It just means one single name doesn't beat the best 500, the combined results of the best 500 in the world consistently. Mm. You know, over time, that's okay. I mean, the best 500 in the world changes. You know, and keep in mind, it's a fluid index, right? If some company don't do well, they get kicked out. S and P 500. You know, like General Electric, you sucked over the yeah. last couple of years. They get kicked out. Tesla's doing well. Next quarter, it might be introduced. Uh, since they make profits four quarters in a row now. So I'm saying, you know, S&P 500 is a fluid index, so it's very hard for anyone. And Berkshire has beaten S&P 500 for 50 years already. So it's very hard for something to, to beat the best, uh, consistently changing the best um, to, to for the next 50 years. That's basically the longer term outlook. Oh, I see, I see. I mean, I see that after his uh, shareholders meeting. Mm -hmm. On May 2nd, mm -hmm. the stock fell by Quite a lot. I don't remember what percentage. Mm. Uh, and I see online there's a lot of people saying, you know, the Buffett's way is dead. Investing is dead. And he's getting too old. And then Charlie Munger is getting too old. Mm. What's your take on those uh, those kind of opinions? Mm. Um, Are those valid? Do they have a point? Or they're, they're very interesting points. Um, mm -hmm. and just like any most points, I mean, or most opinions in the world. Most, not every, but most. Mm -hmm. um, there's some truth to it, and there's some, um, but they're not the total truth. I'm saying there's also there, there's some truth to mm. it, but also there's okay. um, some sort of a uh, uh, narrow mindedness involved, or, or there's some sort of a, or, or, or missing the whole picture. You know what I'm saying? So almost mm -hmm. like um, I think uh, I have to think of a better word to describe it. I'm, I'm using this in Mandarin for the Mandarin speakers out there. Uh, just like most you know, they're so forth in the 40, 50, 60. So he's in the prime of his years. So not only you're buying the great businesses, right, that he already owned Geico at that point, he owned some of the, the real roads and the guiding energy and all that stuff. And also he had the investment portfolio, right? He invests, right? So you're getting the sort of the people alpha of that person working so hard for you. That's the main thing about investments. That's why um, I want to invest with a young leader like Jack Dorsey. Uh, who owns Twitter and Square? We'll touch on that later. Or Elon Musk, who's at 48 years old, you know, right in the prime of his life, wanting to make the next change based company. So there's a compared to that, okay, uh, you're investing a 90 year old, nevertheless legendary Warren Buffett, 97 year old Charlie Munger, okay, that person alpha is going to take away. Do you see what I'm talking about? Because the, you know, the life expectancy for a normal human being is probably 100, and then they are running towards the, I mean, yeah, Buffett could live for another 40 years. He'll break through all records, and nothing is ever impossible. If he does, then 
kudos to him, right? But for most, <laughs> so, so, so it's coming to an end at some point. So you're not getting that. So then if you take that away, people, people used to give a lot of premium to that. Now they're yeah. giving, giving less. I think that's warranted, okay? Second, uh, and much more importantly, is the uh, business alpha standpoint. The business is that the world changed, right? So in yeah. the 70s, 80s, you know, if you monopolize the railroads and, and, the, and the freaking energy business, especially electricity, um, you know, you are, you are a beast. Um, and, and, and it got those at cheap prices. And also he was investing great secure, uh, you know, stocks and uh, doing all that again, like back to the people, the, the stocks are actually fine. So um, now there are probably even better businesses um, that, that could be owned, right? That generates higher, like, let's say, um, one example if a, a uh, okay, let's say AWS, right? That's basically 65, that's not even the best, okay, AWS 65% gross margin. Let me give you another example. Activision Blizzard, right? It's basically an esports company, they make uh, you know, yep. video games and stuff. People do started, uh, sorry, I'm jumping all over this way, I'm coming back to version in a second, but I'm using this example, I'll also touch on esports mm-hmm. real quick. Is that I'm very bullish on my esports because, um, and, and for the full disclosure, I own Activision since like the uh, 50s. Uh, now it's like close to 75, I think. So the point is, um, it keep, now Wall Street started appreciating, they don't just sell games to make money. The items they sell in game, digitalized, it's an e commerce store where people, more people are playing, they're buying those things to be better at the games, and those things are 91% gross margin. They only pay labor on that. Everything else, it's, it's not real, right? It's not real. Do you pay a real dollar to buy some gun in the Call of Duty game, but it ain't real, and then, you know, they just need engineers to build that quickly, and then, um, you know, you, that's 91% margin, okay? Third part is that it's a social tool where people talk to each other all the time. These days, people can't see their buddies, but hey, see you tonight on 2K, see you tonight on Call of Duty, see you on FIFA. You know, people, it's a, they put their headsets on, they play. It's a social thing to stay connected. So that aspect of being played, you know, so uh, I, I, I sort of finished my point on esports already through, through, through the way I was gonna touch on later. But the point is, um, these businesses uh, didn't exist before. So, and now these businesses should be valued more at a higher multiple than let's say a material company that literally, you know, um, process copper you know what i'm saying because that's just lower margin and highly capital intensive or airline right so um so so i would say berkshire is some it's a business that definitely has a moat so it should be traded much better than airlines and materials and then those the old economy or even dying breeds however it's not the most advanced or edgy uh you know technology company that might might uh have a very large scale gross margin business. So basically, that's where it should be. Um, it might not be the S&P 300 over the long term, but it's a, still a superior company than most. Uh, I would say, you know, and probably not. The, the it's still a top 50 company in the world, for sure. I see. I see. I see. I see. Yeah, that's that's a great. Those are some great points. What about um, just to follow up to that? What about their because we're a Charlie. How you told me before that you know they have a very particular way mm. uh, that they go about investing, mm. right? Mm. Some people follow them, follow mm. their philosophy. Some people don't. Mm. So you know, what's yeah. your? I was kind of. I'm curious about where your take on that is. Interesting. Um, their way. Yeah. So uh, this is an answer to a quarter of question. So that was the analysis on, mm-hmm. on Berkshire. Now we're talking about uh, Warren and Charlie, the investing aspect of, the, of these legends, and they are mm-hmm. nothing but legends. So. Um, I would say people have to just have to 
adapt and people have to uh, learn from different people so think of martial arts right you can learn from, you can have a core base of what you what what where your um martial uh, game is built on right or think of like basketball um mm-hmm. i'm more familiar with basketball might be a better example okay so uh, mm-hmm. if you don't mind uh, yeah you have basketball so if you have a foundation let's say you have a jump shooter so most times you shoot right you you get open you shoot but you're not like a you don't cross people over you're not super good at dribbling or or dunk or drive to the hoop you're not going to defender you don't rebound much but you're a shooter right so mm-hmm. that you can face your game on that but when you get in a game you still have to defend you have to grab rebounds you have to do other things right in order to be in the game because it's a full you know it's a you have to play offense defense and all that so basically the point is you can have a core base to base your skill skill set or your, your main skill set on but also you have to do a little bit of other things to be able to if you want to be elite at a sport the same thing with investing it's definitely you know, i think ray dalio said it uh, word by word it's more competitive to succeed in stock market than the olympics so that's value said i didn't say that um so uh, if he's right then it's a very competitive sport so you have to sort of have a little bit of everything but have your core base so i think value investing it's uh it's a little bit misunderstood um charlie munger okay. this is a direct quote as well word by word all investing he said charlie munger said is value investing and i agree with that always 100 because um you look at the whole the, the job that investors do, the only job they should do actually, is that figure out the discrepancy between price and value. Mm-hmm. Something is pricing to mm-hmm. it's what is the price today and what is the actual value. Yes. And over the period of time, it plays out, right? So yes. if you look at it that way, all investors are value investing. But yeah, there are ways of finding, let's say, relatively cheap stocks or cheap com- tra- companies that are trading at cheap valuations to invest and then um, and, and, and profit that way. Um, it's one of the forms. There's all the other forms. So basically, I'm encouraging people to learn from everyone. To learn from uh, Stan Druxmiller, uh, Bill Aikman, uh, Ray Dalio, uh, a Paul Tudor Jones, a uh, Jim Simons, which is a great quant trader. Um, that I think I mentioned to you, to, to you on the podcast before. Yes. You know, you're right. Jim Simons. Renaissance uh, technology. Renaissance technology. Right. Um, just, just Dan Lott from Third Point. There's, there's so many I, I can name about ten to fifteen that I follow closely. Um, some of them retire, like Soros, they're retired. Stan Druxmiller is retired. Some of them are still active, like Dalio, Patrick Jones, um, Bill Aikman. Someone I, 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 I relate to a lot, um, actually. Um, and and I, I still follow closely. So uh, everyone's different. And Jim Simon's strategies, you know, he's very secretive, but there's still things you can look into. And I use certain quants that you with my analysis as well. So uh, I think learning from different things and finding what's suitable for you that's the most important thing. So mm-hmm. I was, they all succeeded. You know, at the end of the day, they all succeeded. And uh, if someone were to adapt Warren and Charlie's uh, style of investing, they and they actually executed it. They would not do poorly. I guarantee you that. You know, the the hard part is not about picking what style and stuff. People love to, you know, sort of talk about these things on paper or just in a way, you know. But actually, the hard thing is to actually execute when the time comes. It's not to talk about, um, you know, everything on paper and just what if this, what if that. It's actually to do the thing and uh, uh, because it's not a game, it's real life. So yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Kind of reminds me of. Uh, Martial arts, mixed martial arts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Putting different styles together. Yeah. You know, using what's best in each style, get rid of the what's not good in each yeah. style. Yeah. One quick example, right. if you want my mind on martial arts, okay? So mm-hmm. basically, my point, my point was saying, Conor McGregor is a great striker, right? So he sets people up, right, with little jabs, okay? Left hand hook. That's the most powerful punch Conor has, right? Left hand, okay? But when he gets to the ground, people are trying to use submission on him. He has to defend himself, mm-hmm. right? He can't be choked out on the yeah. ground. 
he, he's not gonna choke other people out, but he wants to get up, correct? Then back to standing yep. up and punching again. But when people take him down, he has to know some sort of grappling, wrestling skills to get him out of that position. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my exactly. point. You can learn all from Connor striking, but you, when you get on the ground, if you can't get up, it's over. So, um, so yep. they need all things. At least learn how to defend against that. That's all. So, yeah. And yes. for value investors, one key thing is at least learn how algos or quant, what their strategies are like, and how they trade. You don't have to trade like them, but at least you kind of see patterns. You be like, okay, this. Is, you understand the reason why it's happening. That's actually the biggest, you know, project. I've, I had a little progress. I would say early in the in the process, but. Uh, but definitely my bigger, if not the biggest accomplishment for the last two years is that now I understood, not fully, but many patterns how algorithms trade. And I understand why things are happening as the market's going that way. So I'm not completely blind saying, okay, I might not profit off it, okay? But I'm saying, okay, this is the reason why this happened today. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, you're, you're just playing a, blind, you're playing a blindfold on it, but you don't know where the punch is coming. That's all I'm saying. Yes, 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 yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's move on from yep. Berkshire and um, five hundred. Yep. Um, do you want to talk about the airlines a little bit? Sure. Sure. That's been a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Sure. 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 Um, yeah. Why not? One of our favorite industries, right? I mean, um, they make uh, <laughs> it's such a high margin business, and they make so much money, right? <laughs> um, uh, such uh, strong business model. Eh? Yeah. Such strong business model. Uh, you know. Uh, you and I can start an airline tomorrow and uh, would not be a problem, I think. Seriously. Um, so, um, so uh, one one thing here is uh, things, a little plug, and I don't think even he, he knows us or he pays me, but hopefully in the future. Uh, you guys can look into it. There's a Peter Thiel, okay? Obviously, the founder of PayPal, okay. the author of the yeah. Zero to One. He had a uh -huh. open class or a speech, whatever uh, you call it, at Stanford University, okay? Is it? Are you are you going to talk about... Well, is, is it the, um, on airlines for losers yes oh no it's not okay is that yes. the one okay yes you watch it right i, I knew we we're gonna yes i've seen it okay and he used airline industry as an example correct mm, i think so yeah okay yeah. so 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 for yeah. those who haven't watched it okay um peter theo uh, competition for losers that's the name of the course he gave an open course at stanford i think it's like 2013 or something a couple years ago but you guys can look at it uh, so basically his point is airline industry two trillion dollar industry Huge industry. So we're like, oh my God, total addressable market, two trillion, people should make money, correct? Yeah, theoretically, if you know, RZ dominate, uh, Roy and I dominate the airline industry, we, let's say, have, you know, 40% market share. Would you say you and I make mm. pretty good money? Yes. Even if yeah. we 10% market share. But the reality yeah. is, none of them have over 2.5% market mm -hmm. share. 2.5. <laughs> you know, none of them do. So, uh, over the, I'm talking about globally, none of them have two, over, you know, two, three percent market share. Like in, in the Middle East, you know, uh, do, 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 what's that? Air, uh, Qatar dominates, you know, China, there's a, there's a, a bunch of airlines, Air China and South China South dominate, you know, Air Canada dominates Canada, uh, Canadian airline industry, US, there's, you know, no one dominates the whole thing. And even those big, um, just think margin hmm. business, people don't, uh, uh, generally don't make too much money out of it. And the gross margin, you can look at the balance sheet, super low. And, Peter Thiel's point on the other side is that search engine is only comparatively, okay? It's only a $350 billion industry, but Google owns 90% mm. of it. <laughs> so so mm, it's, it's actually, yeah. it's, it's one-fourth of the airline industry, but because it can scale. People in the Middle East use Google search engine. They don't jump from Qatar to 
you know, Air Canada or do you change that stuff? And that's yeah. it's not available. No, 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 no. It's available here that if you have Wi-Fi signal. And um, they, so Google is able to make a lot of money from it. Um, so, mm. so, so that is a, a, I don't want them to get uh, crazy regulation from the, you know, from the antitrust department, but uh, it's, so I, I, I will try not to use the word monopoly, but that is a business with a moat. And mm. we've talked about yeah. business on the episode with moats, right? Most businesses will have white moats look like monopolies because they sort of are, right? So, um, and and that's my basic sort of the grand view. And again, credit to Peter Thiel, not me, on this on this comparison. And secondly, on airlines, you know, they are. Um, I'm serious about this. You and I can start one tomorrow. Uh, it's very capital intensive. As long as we can get good credit from a, a loan from a, a, a bank or a private equity fund, we can do it. But it's so capital intensive, so costly. You pay staff members, mm. you run routes, you compete uh, like crazy with your with your with your competitors. Uh, on, not only on service, because they don't service you that well. You you try to squeeze every single margin you can. That's why they charge thirty bucks for your you know if you fly economy with no membership, right? Uh, I know you haven't done that in a while, but <laughs> if you if you do that, that thirty bucks for luggages, you know even that. Yeah, they do. And, they do. Yeah. And, yes. and for a short flight, LA to San Francisco, they do that because they try to squeeze margin anywhere. Um, the, the flight attendants are expensive. They have they're unionized. Um, the aircraft require a lot of maintenance. This is this is a quick point. Touch on General Electric GE. But the reason why GE's business is getting a hit is big as well because they have one of their most profitable divisions is actually aviation. And aviation, uh, what they're doing in aviation is service. Think of your car needs a couple oil change a year, all that blah 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 stuff in it. And you know every time you go in, going to serve your car, service your car, dealership makes a pretty nice margin on you, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. they charge you a couple hundred bucks, but it doesn't cost that much, right? Think of yeah. that as like a thousand times on aircraft maintenance. Like, you know, they are so costly, and then um, these airlines have to pay for these services to maintenance and all that. So it's just a very capital intensive yeah. business. It's a thin margin, um, and uh, they borrow a lot of debt. Um, so one things like, uh, and the reason why they do, it's almost, it's these people are not evil. Though, I have to say, the management teams are, they're not mm. stupid either. The reason why they borrow that much debt is because there was never an event in history people stopped flying, besides September mm. 11th. September 11th was a big problem. Okay, people stopped flying afterwards. Um, they had to introduce whole TSA system with, you know, back, ch- with, with, you know, taking your shoes off and all that happened to be after 2001. My, my dad told me when uh, he and my mom traveled to the US in the back in 97, they didn't do that, right? Shoes didn't already not off. So they did all that to help the airline industry. Then people start trusting flight again. And they understood yeah. terrorism is a low probability event, even though it's scary, but it's a low probability event. But now, you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, I wouldn't call it such a too low probability event. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for the airline. Yeah. yeah. That's my general opinion. For sure, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, speaking of a competitive mode, mm. uh, another player, kind of player in the airline industry, I'm seeing as a business with a much stronger mode. Yes. Boeing and Airbus. Yes, yes. So they're the manufacturers, right? Mm-hmm. Right. The, I mean, there's pretty much only two big players in the field, right? Mm-hmm. So, so would you consider those as better investments than, generally speaking, at airlines? A hundred percent. Yes. So if you only have, if you only have the okay. choice of two, the manufacturers are yeah. better than the, the the ones who buy aircraft and run it because they literally have no modes, right? You, you can see, you know, like, mm. and I'm sure the listeners can see, like, I'm really serious about it. You and I can start one tomorrow. It's not a problem. There's no yeah. there's no hurdle for us to start it besides, you know, take on a huge loan, which we probably can't pay back. Fast. 
<laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> Seriously, right? There's no, there's no technology. Yeah. Oh, so you and I know how to partner up with Chase and run a credit card mileage system, uh-huh. right? And 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 do, run some mm. sort of run routes, be like mm. use data analysis. And the thing is, they again they're cost high, so they don't even own their own data analysis tool. They they buy from software companies on which routes has most people, what seats are hot, yeah. charge high margin for the Delta first class or not, you know, all that stuff. So yeah. it's there's no modes. But uh, Boeing, yes. However, for the short term. Uh, oh, and also uh, your point is it's spot on because before the crisis, right? If you look at the, 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 you know, even two months ago, Boeing was trading at, or a couple years ago, Boeing was trading at about 25 to 30 times PE, so the price to earnings ratio, right? The stock price. Um, and airlines, even that high point, it's like 10 times PE, Delta, which yeah. is the best read, is 10 times. So markets realize that too. They know, you know, Boeing make more money than and have have lot, much larger modes than airlines. However, the problem now, we're speaking of today, May 12th, 2020, the problem now with Boeing is that I think it's a okay investment, let me put it this way. I don't think you'll lose, lose too much money if you put your money into Boeing, certainly not a downside airline sees. Uh, I don't think I, it's, it's going to be like a superior, like I don't think it's going to double in a year either, okay? Not the best option, I No. Um, with other companies, could double in a year. So it's comparatively, it's not as well. I think it's an okay investment. The reason that is, okay. Today, you, you actually look into a uh, video, I'm sure uh, if you have come after this, David Calhoun, the CEO of Boeing, actually went on TV today, there's an interview mm. today. Mm. Okay. So he said- uh, I saw an article on that. Exactly, yeah. so, so basically he's saying, you know, uh, the back order logs now is reducing. Most airlines, so what happened, because they are cruel, right? Most airlines, they need to buy aircraft from Boeing to run their business. Now yeah. they're seeing a profit crunch or even solvency issue. What do they do? They don't buy as many airlines. Their current would be like, yep. you know, it's, it's like if you're running out of money, you you drive that old car, you don't buy the new one. You know, like, <laughs> right? You don't need so, as much as many yeah, planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they don't spend most on service and maintenance, but they don't need as many planes. So Boeing's business is still very cyclical. Cyclical meaning they have to, it's a transaction base. They make blah, 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 a bunch of stuff, airlines, uh, I mean, aircraft. Granted, they, are, they, they have high modes or wide modes, but they have to sell them to make the transaction happen to make money. It's not iCloud or Apple Music, right? It's not a subscription-based where no matter what happens, unless you want to cancel all your photo storage, you don't cancel iCloud storage, right? You don't cancel with Netflix. That's why Netflix is 166 times PE, right? Because it's, it's such a stable uh, cash generating, generating machine that people will stick to these days with uh, almost, you know, uh, not much, well, Master has, has a little bit of that, but you know, with, with a pretty good operating leverage. That's what people value it higher during these downturn times. So Boeing, they have to make these transactions and if the backlog reduces, you know, even if they had contracts with the airlines before, but now airlines can back out of them because they say, sorry, I just don't need it. I won't pay you. You can sue me, but I won't pay you. That's the problem. Um, so I would say it will take quite a while, but yes, Boeing will exist. They will do okay in the future. I see, I see, I see. Okay. Um, so, so I, I think a lot of people are also um, just wondering about the overall economy. Mm-hmm. Right? That's always been a topic we touched on in previous episodes. Yeah. Anything that's changed? Uh, obviously, we see that the, the market dropped a little bit today. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, is that? Do you see a start of a reversal, or do you see a one way up? Yeah. Um, yeah. If I have a crystal ball, I would tell you how how it will look tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's uh, a million dollar tough. question. Exactly. That's yeah. a million dollar question. Uh, before that, I want to add. Uh, one more thing on Boeing, if you don't mind. Um, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, for all invest, for in, all investments these days, 
uh, I want to just stress this out, uh, you know, to you as my friend and also uh, to whoever's listening. And most people, some people already know, but I, I want to emphasize on it because it's crucial. Um, for all stock investments, you have to understand where in the part of the capital structure you're in as far as stock investments. What, what, what do I mean by that? A company's capital structure, they have bondholders first, okay? They owe money to people. Uh, those are called loans. They have to pay those back before they have retained uh, and pay the government taxes and all that. And obviously employees, that's the cost, okay? It, all the, then the retained earnings are the ones to you as a sh- shareholder, okay? So um, they can distribute that. I mean, obviously, many ways. Some, some of them they don't, don't pay a dividend. Some of them pay a dividend. Uh, but if they don't, they invest in R and D and other things, and uh, you, you're still getting the cash flow. So, so it's stock price go up. So, so that you are still getting return on that. The point is, um, for Boeing, exactly at what price is Boeing attractive to buy? So, at 125 right now, lower to 90. At what price people? You know, we talk about all the investing is value investing. You have to figure out the difference between price and value uh, at 90 it could be attractive at 150 it could be expensive uh, I, I'm not a aficionado on Boeing I do not have a firm answer on that I do not plan on investing in aviation for, for quite a while so but um, uh, the, the point I'm making is that for the ones who want to do to do that they have to do their homework as in recently Boeing just issued a 25 billion dollar bond offering and it was maxed out so it means the bond was bought by by investors they so they have a very stressed, very stressed balance sheet with lots of debt on their balance sheets. Those yeah. principles aren't due till like 2025, 2030, sure. But they have to make interest payments. Like you have to do calculation yourself or any investors, I'm saying, you know, out there, you might not be investing going mm-hmm. down but you know, anyone who, anyone who wants to invest in, have to do the calculation yourself saying, okay, how much cash flow can it generate? And how much of that it's will be taken away now because their debt level like tripled. And now, how much do I get? How, how much do I earn? Then that reflects on a share price. So, not say automatically, you know, that's the sort of the people who are uh, who, who don't do the work, or dare I call them sort of lazy investors. Just say, okay, before the crisis, Boeing was 400 highest point, you know, land of 2018. Mm-hmm. After 737 max, probably right? dropped from 400 to 250. 250 yeah. now to 90 because of COVID. Therefore, 737 mm-hmm. fixed plus COVID fixed. Two crises done, back to 400. Here I buy a 120. Oh my God, I'm a genius. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, I'm saying, you know there are people like that, right? Come on, right? Yeah, yeah they're not. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, no, no, no. If that's were that easy, then, um, <laughs> you know, hedge fund manager mm, won't get paid yes. that much. Let me just put it that way. Yes. So, so they yes. have to look at, you have to look into how much you can earn. And, and that's my, I would say that's my biggest concern, to be honest. And with, 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 with debt, with, with their debt. Um, yeah, so, so I'll, I'll leave it at that on Boeing. But I do want to emphasize on a point where uh, for whoever's listening, I hope my my, my, uh, my screaming at the, at the microphone uh, is worth it uh, by emphasizing yeah. that point. You have, to, you have to do the work. You have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah cause I'm sure a lot of people are considering the airline and the Boeing. Like you said, the price has dropped so yeah. much, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's such a discount that people would look into it. Yeah. yeah. But, but, so, but, Boeing, I, I would mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. I would definitely say it's investable. Yes, airlines, I, investable. I, I, see. I, I, I do see. not think they are investable for quite a while. Yeah, Boeing is investable. At what price? Dude, basically, all I'm saying is investors have to figure out at what price is the good entry for Boeing, and then do that mm-hmm. and hold it. Uh, and for for airlines, I don't see a good entry price in the near term, any point soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think. 
a lot of people, most people are probably split between two kinds of, I would say, campaigns. Like on one side, you have people that are looking at these discounted companies mm. trying to pick up good deals, distressed businesses. Mm. On the other hand, you have a lot of people um, mm. investing in only high growth technology companies mm. right, that are not as cheap, but have a pretty good forward looking uh, lookout forecast. Mm. So. We've talked about the airline industry, Boeing, Boeing a little bit. What do you, what are your thoughts on the uh, tech sector right now? Sort of the high growth. Great. Uh, do you think they are already overvalued, or do you think there's still a chance people can get in? Great. Well, that's a that's a phenomenal. I, I wanted to get there uh, a little bit later, oh. but that's a phenomenal question. You hit, you right hit the spot. That's what be, uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, very interesting. So, for a. Uh, the answer is quite shocking the same. Uh, have to do the work. Uh, let me give you a couple mm. examples, okay? Tech companies I'm, I currently own and uh, already has some returns, but I think with future furthermore, I'm just, let me open my portfolio right now. Uh, one of the portfolios. Yeah, so let me just run through a couple of names and you know, for again, this is not investment advice. Uh, sure. Please consult your financial advisor for professional <laughs> advice. Okay, this is, this is not constructed investment advice by any sort. Okay, mm, just for full disclosure out there, I do not want to be sued if somebody bought it and lose money. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, all those PowerPoint presentations, I have to put those at the end. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, you know, there's big trouble. People love to sue each other. So, um, <laughs> so one, Check. It's an online education company. I'm gonna run through the list real quick. Oh, I've used that before. Yes. Um. It's. Yeah. You can look at the chart. It went up about sixty percent in like a month already. Um, wow. CrowdStrike, uh, cybersecurity company. Uh, I'm gonna run through them real quick and give you a general idea on the theme of what I'm doing. Datadog, a performance monitoring co- uh, uh, tool provider that monitors basically monitors employees' performance and stuff like that uh, for employers. Uh, DraftKings, oh. online casino. Gamble, online, fantasy, sports, all that good stuff. DocuSign, you sign virtually. Uh-huh. Um, Activision Blizzard, esports. Electronic Arts, esports. Uh-huh. Okay. Fasty, F S L Y. It's a. Um, they basically make end user experience faster, make your internet faster, think of it that way. Your processing speed, your, this is your enterprise to enter, it's B2B business. Your processing speed faster, your end, your, your end, your end users, it's a cloud-based platform uh, to make everything, uh, the, the volume of the processing, the, the speed of the, uh, the processing and the volume, both faster. And uh, uh, I got into a company about two, uh, two weeks ago, I'm still, quite, still studying it. They are up 30% already because they had a great earnings, uh, Q1. Uh, and, and this is a theme mm-hmm. for a lot of companies that I'm looking at, is that uh, they did better during COVID. <laughs> so, and uh, these are the companies you will sort of want to own. So, you know, um, running down the down, down the list, HubSpot, uh, another one to own. Uh, it's a smaller version of Salesforce, but it's a CRM pl- provider platform. They're in Cambridge, Massachusetts. HubSpot. Uh, yep, I like their founder. Uh, they're in Cambridge. Um, they are, it's, it's an interesting company. Uh, and, uh, a couple more down the line. Nvidia. I mean, people. Most people know about it. Um, chip provider for, uh, especially for crypto mm-hmm. mining and gaming chips. They have, uh, and also AI self-driving chips. Like Tesla used their chips for. Now Tesla will develop their own, but they used to use their chips. And uh, many companies, most companies, I would say, who do not have their own software, uh, they would have to uh, use Nvidia's chips for self-driving in the future. Um, I already see like a seven, eight names out there. 
um, there's another one, oh, to you. So uh, literally number two and you uh, is a company uh, oh. I researched quite a while too and then got in about a month ago. Um, similar return, about 30%, 40% up already, uh, but I still think it has room to go is that um, they, they provide the platform for online uh, education for universities. Check is sort of the after class help, right? But this is a, now think of your online program provided by Georgetown University. You can register, you can sign to pay for that online MBA. That whole platform, the back end of it, the infrastructure, that cloud infrastructure is built by 2U. So um, as a um, definitely online educating sector is growing more and likely we won't see a fall semester for most college students. I think that'll be big. Um, so yeah, so basically, um, mm. oh, Zendesk, last one, Zendesk. Uh, this is Zendesk. Yeah, uh, I've heard that. Yeah, Zendesk. Uh, it's just it's a, a customer service platform where uh, you get to log in and reply. Think of like you go on a AT and T website. You know how there's like a uh, Alex, uh, Alexa or Caroline talks to you like a, a, on there. Mm. Uh, that's basically the provider. Uh, Zendesk builds that platform for these uh, back end uh, customer service platforms for people for 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 companies to talk to their customers. Yeah. So yeah, I, read, I think that's about like ten stocks. Um, so the the point. Uh, oh, also there's two more. Mm. Uh, uh, these two more because they, I, I went alphabetical order, and these two more at the top, and I own a bunch of them. Oh. That's why um, I missed them. AYX. Uh, it's a. I met with their CFO in Irvine. Actually, the company located in Irvine. Oh. Um, yeah, and, oh. and full disclosure, I, I cannot disclose any information I discussed with him. <laughs> he doesn't discuss information with me. That is not public material either. Okay, um, uh, but uh, it's a it's a data analytic company, and this is probably one of my favorites out of all the ones that I mentioned. Uh, their service oh, wow. is not seen as essential essential right now for enterprises, in my opinion. There's many reasons for that. Uh, I won't do all all of it during podcast. We can talk probably you want, but. Uh, mm. the, the, there are many reasons I believe it will become essential for business to use their data analysis software because it's basically like a, a data analysis platform for for dummies. So they have a bunch of pros mm. build a simple platform for a, let's say if you run a logistic company, uh, you have no data analytical backgrounds, but you want to use these tools. They build like a for dummy version and you just plug numbers and run it um, and, and see mm. patterns, charts and stuff like that. So, and I think that's quite attractive and also, um, yeah, and also, uh, I, their management team is great. Um, one more alphabetical order A is uh, Autodesk. It's a company for uh, architects, for basically um, many uh, people who need uh, like architects or uh, people who, uh, construction teams who, who build things to model out their builds in terms of like say mapping on a building or calculating different stuff. Uh, it's already widely adapted and it went down a lot. Uh, during the March sell-off, uh, the company—it's well known. It's, it's sort of fully valued when it was at the top, but because it went down so much, mm. like seventy percent during the downturn, I got it very cheap. Um, um, so I still hold it now, and uh, I got it under like a hundred dollars. So it's one seventy-eight right now. But th that was, you know, the crazy sell-off in March. What caught that cost? So one last point I want to make on all these is that they, uh, if you guys noticed, they're all smaller companies around five to 15 billion size, right? That's considered smaller or medium size uh, in the uh, public traded markets. And they have a lot of room to grow. They all have similarities in terms of they have large total addressable markets. Uh, they have young and promising management teams uh, with veterans on their boards. That's the requirement I have to, uh, I want to look into younger companies. And uh, yeah, and each company's situation is idiosyncratic, obviously. 
um, but I am bullish on pretty much all of them. And one last thing to note is that my entry price, it is different. I got these again at the end of March, early April. So different wow. prices, different wow. prices. Um, so wow. I do not, it does not consider investment advice to buy them today at this moment at this price. But over the longer period, I think these companies should do well. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah I noticed that you don't own any of the, uh, the FANG stocks, right? The big no. tech giants. No, I know. Nope. Do you think those are, is, is there a reason is it the reason why? Is the reason that they're overvalued? They're not overvalued. They're fairly valued. They will go as much as the market okay. goes, and then um, oh, actually, it's the other way around. The market will go as much as they go, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they dominate. They are great companies. I respect all of them. I, I think those people are leaders. Bezos, Zuckerberg, you know, okay. um, Larry Page, and those uh, he did retire from Google, but still. Uh, those are leaders, and Bill Gates retired from Microsoft. He's still leaders, but but um, there's a you know, there, it's sort of like the rights law, right? When you get too big to grow, it's almost like you can't grow as fast, okay? And also, mm. uh, there, 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 there are a bunch of reasons. And also, there, there's another reason, like they're so big and they're balanced. It's they're very big and conglomerates and 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 company uh, complicated balance sheets. Uh, that's kind of a good thing because you have a lot of information. That's actually a good thing to you know. For, I prefer to look at you know some investments with more information than less, right? Obviously, but so many analysts analyze them already. Um, they squeak. Basically, my point is basically on market is efficient is mostly efficient theories. Is that most uh, most of Wall Street are smart people. They know what they do. I mean, these companies mm. are so obvious. Um, most in most cases, they trade at their fair value every day. <laughs> you know, so mm. so it's very tough. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought some Microsoft uh, for um, for some of my clients' retirement portfolio uh, during the March uh, sharp drop off. My personally, uh-huh. I full disclosure, I bought Amazon at uh, eighteen hundred. It was a nice trade. Sold at twenty three hundred. Mm. Nice trade. Um, medium position. But I exited it because there's antitrust pressures, man. Jeff Bezos is getting caught up on mm. Congress, right? So the mm. state AG is uh, is targeting uh, personally Bezos, uh, not the, even mm. Amazon, the, the company. So that's lots of pressure, uh, spotlight, and stuff like that. Um, and obviously, Facebook, Google, with their privacy issues, they already paid, you know, fifth, five billion, eight billion, prospectively to Europe, to Europe, with their big tech regulation yeah. stuff. They just they're just too big. People, you know, people like to attack big successful things um, that's something i yeah. don't appreciate about human nature but that's what people do so i rather not to be <laughs> to be owner of things that being constantly attacked you, you don't talk about right they're constantly being attacked yeah, yeah. all the time so i rather not to yeah. to deal with like that. the target yeah 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 mm. so that's basically I see, I see, I see. yeah i did own them throughout uh my like i, I owned a, uh, my investment career i owned a facebook from 2016 to 2018 okay uh, as well oh yeah as, as i saw instagram what as i saw instagram was peaking as, as, as growing quickly so um, uh-huh yeah. i see i see i see yeah. cool, cool, cool so um from what i'm seeing you are more on what are these medium cap companies yeah mid cap um to answer your original question and we can go back to that if mm-hmm. you don't mind uh is that sure. um you're, you're saying do you prefer to the, the traditional value company or traditional yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah is there a preference the high growth uh um, coming I, from you Honestly, um, I do both. Uh, not saying mm-hmm. like a, this is not a cocky or anything. It's just I do both because that's, I, this is my full time thing. I want to. Uh, I have a lot of time to do it. That's that's the only reason, to be honest. That doesn't mean I can mm-hmm. do both well. Um, I do want to note. Remember, I said the capital structure thing on the at the beginning earlier. 
um, it was the bond, mm. uh, it was the bondholders above the equity holders and stuff like that. So the traditional yeah. businesses, couple, uh, I want to say, uh, currently, uh, I have a lot. Though I ran through those tech holdings, but those are only like I have other uh, traditional holdings. I'll tell you that in a second. But I'm, I want to emphasize that capital structure again. Is that traditional businesses? Many of them are good opportunities. Might not be stock opportunities, but you can still invest them. If investing those, if you want to buy corporate bonds, but again, retail investors are hard to buy corporate bonds via like an app, like Robinhood or something. But um, they can mm. uh, go through sort of a. I, I, get, I think most uh, financial advisors would, would put that provide them some sort of uh, uh, route to to uh, get access to corporate bonds. That's the reason why you hire people like you know uh, financial advisors. Um, is is that um, they get. Those bonds get collateralized. Let's say like a Royal Caribbean cruise, right? Or Carnival cruise. Mm. Their business might not do well for quite a while, but they those ships mm-hmm. are worth a bunch of money. Uh, and yeah. uh, they collateralize their ships to get more loans for now to tie them over. Um, Car- uh, Carnival Cruise Line is offering a five-year note at 12.5% yield annualized. So 12% is pretty good return for a year, right? For five years. Um, and yeah. the secu- the principal of your money is backed by those ships. Uh, in the event of default, they will sell those, and if you do the calculation, uh, they will cover uh, entirety of that loan. Doesn't matter what they offer. I think like five billion or whatever. That's how much the ships are worth. Like seven point five. You count depreciation. Blah blah blah. It's, you still get your principal back. So worst case scenario, you earn. You don't earn the twelve percent. You might earn a little bit less, but you have no loss of principal. Um, if you don't pay back your time, but you get a 12% annualized yield, and that interest payment is paid uh, semi-annually. So every six months you get the payment. It's not like say five years later they give you 12% times five, uh, you know, times 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 five, whatever. It's you get that 12% prorated interest rate every six months. Uh, that's a pretty good investment, I would say. Uh, that's a that's a neutral market neutral bet on saying cruise lines won't be a profitable business in the next couple of years. They will exist. Um, slowly getting more profits and survive and then they pay you you know interest on the yield right same thing with airlines if you think some of them will survive United uh, yield is 11% on their corporate debt so I'd rather do that than uh, own the equities I would say um, mm-hmm. that is a much that's the reason there's many reasons why I emphasize on capital structure and this is another reason I want to emphasize on it there's just stocks on the only only available thing to get involved with a particular company or entity I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. So, I see. So you do essentially you do both, right? Yeah, a little bit of both. Yes. Both kinds of investing. A little yes. bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I back see. to stocks, though. I do have. Uh, you mm-hmm. remember the banks? Uh, we talked privately about financials and stuff. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Those are traditional businesses, and I have a ton of social banks. I am. Uh, I could be wrong, mm. but but I think uh, they should do well. Uh, in under uh, now they're being discounted heavily because loan loss potentials and uh, majority of the main street businesses they're suffering they're not doing as well but US yeah. Bank is much better capitalized uh, thanks to the financial crisis actually you know a uh, they don't take on as much mm. leverage don't have too many too much risk it's, I mean, especially uh, longing uh, Goldman Sachs uh, or Morgan Stanley these investment banks where they have less part of the business much less uh, than a traditional Bank of America in their uh, loan book but they make more of their money on M&A activity, investment banking activity, trading activity. These things are um, still happening. There's a talk you probably saw, Uber is buying, trying to buy Grubhub today. Uh, there's M&A yeah. talks all the time. Uh, they make, who do they talk to when they price the deal, when they sell the deal, when they transact the deal, IPO is still going on. Who do, Airbnb, yeah. just, uh, just, or the CC, or you know, corporate bond offering, who processes the deal. Um, 
the one I talked mm. about, Conor McCruz, Goldman Sachs got a threat. So all these transactions still going on. Investment bankers make money, and uh, I think they're heavily discounted. Mm. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. and also one more, Blackstone yeah. is good investment for private equity. Blackstone, uh, I, that's also another pick of mine. Uh, they they have most of their capital locked in. Okay, so it's basically private equity, just like hedge funds. Hedge funds investing secondary markets. Blackstone invest, uh, <laughs> private equity investing primary markets, meaning you know private investments. But their capital is locked in for seven years or longer, sometimes uh, at least five. So they charge fees on investments, and they typically Blackstone is the best thing in the world, in my opinion. They do well on in investments, um, and they don't have a problem sort of at least not a big problem with redemption, withdrawing, stuff like that uh, through the process and uh, those money locked things. So, so it's, a, it's a good business and they're run by a fine businessman, Steven Schwarzman. So uh, that's a good financial business. So yeah, I, 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 I try to understand all businesses. I, don't, I try not to look at businesses as in uh, high tech, high beta, high growth, expensive stocks or, uh, or, 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 uh, or banks or, or other, you know, I try to look at businesses as what is a, uh, uh, attractive. Uh, what's the right price for the value they present? I see. I see. Do you have a preference on industries, though? Certain industries. Yes. Are those personal preferences, or I think you think more universal? Uh, take it personal. Take. take I, I. I. hope it's personal. universal, but okay. I, I don't want to claim that. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. As a personal uh, preferences, I prefer technology. I prefer financials. I prefer consumer. Uh, consumer discretionary because I think I understand these three well. Uh, uh, for uh -huh. example, I don't understand the materials sector particularly well. There might be opportunities there, but I didn't grow up in a commodity producing, you know, factory. You know, my parents did owning that industry. I'm not familiar with it. So, uh, or even real estate. I'm not that familiar with real estate. So, uh, I, I I try not to make a. Uh, I try not to have th think I have a superior opinion on those things than other people uh, who do it often. But uh, financials, I, I think I understand how asset managers work, how banks work, how all that stuff. I think uh, for technology, I, I, I spend a lot of time on studying uh, SaaS companies, software as a service companies. I think I have sort of an edge on that. Um, for customer discretionary, right? Um, I, it's, it's the, it, I think I understand uh, many parts, and, and you do this well too, uh, branding of marketing. Like I bought Starbucks, mm. Nike. These are the first things I think of doing that much stuff. Doing that stuff, the first thing I, I, I just literally ran towards my computer to buy Nike and Starbucks. I just know they, mm. the swoosh will be there. I just know Starbucks coffee will be there. <laughs> there's, no, there's no, you know what I'm yes. saying, right? There's, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah. There was no, um, uh, there's so many reasons, almost there's no reason to say why the swoosh will be there. They will just, he will, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so these great, so <laughs> consumer discretionary companies, um, and, uh, and and I think I have I should honest sort of understand these things, um, and that's what I focus on. But yeah, to every to each of his own, I do not think Connor style is more superior than Anderson Silva or Khabib. Uh, I just think Connor should focus on what Connor does. For mm, the reference yeah. right there, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're also consumers of you know yes. a lot of these brands. Yes. Right. Yes. Yep. So you have that intuitive understanding. Of yeah. That. Oh, for example, I, I, uh, mm -hmm. it's a great business, and, and if a graph that low would be good. Um, like LVMH, right? Uh, the best luxury ah. brand in the world. But I thought I had, you know, I had a this opportunity cost, right? I could buy it too, but you only have, you know, limited amount of capital and choice and stuff. Like, I thought I understood more of an upper middle class product like Nike and Starbucks better than a, you know, ultra luxury uh, product chain like LVMH. Uh, because mm. I'm not that type of consumer. 
But if I were, I would prefer to own LVMH because I really understand how the business is changing. I'm talking about micro changes, like the trends, are they losing, you know, sort of customers? Are they going the wrong, like, so I can I can see that in the athleisure world or in the sort of the uh, beverage, uh, co coffee world kind of, you know, beverage world. But I, I can't really uh, see the changes of, let's say, is Burberry gonna do better than LVMH or is uh, Prada gonna do better than LV, right? Mm. Because I'm not yeah. a regular consumer, though. So I think yeah, that you made a key point there. That is a key difference. As a consumer of what? That's a key difference. Hmm. Yep. I see. I see. I think it's for LVMH. It's, you know the business, but it's not a like, deep understanding of it. Exactly. exactly. Or frequent consumer. Exactly. And and one more point to stress, and I think this this would make total sense to you. To you, as you know, long term, I've been a um a a a, a guy in terms of you know speak. Uh, I think just Chinese saying "衣食住行," right? So in, uh, in English, mm -hmm. it's clothing, eating, transportation, and living, right? Properties, right? Yeah. Uh, out of the yeah. four, for me personally, I definitely focus on transportation the most because that's what I like the most, right? Um, cars, mm. right? Airplanes. Tesla. Like that. mm -hmm. So that's yeah, that was my biggest investment. See, the point is, uh, I thought I had an extreme edge, and obviously it was private experiences in the sort of in the automotive industry that you know about. Um, is that uh, I had a I thought I had an edge in terms of understanding how transportations are doing and how how how, how is the uh, particular the automotive industry is evolving and things like that. So um, I'd rather to do that than let's say I don't care about or 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 I know I do. I spend too much time on studying uh, the food industry uh, to understand let's say Chipotle versus. Um, other companies or stuff like that. Even though I have some insights on, I said I've made investments like that, but they're not big investments because I think some, I, I find my niche. You know? So that's mm. uh, yeah, yeah. It is, it is. I, I do think everyone should find their own, not to say, um, um, not to try to copy what others do. Like Warren Buffett is the most frequent consumer of Coca Cola. He understood the business. <laughs> you know, he, mm, yeah. he uses every day. I don't. <laughs> I, I see why people <laughs> like it, right? But but I, I I mean, you and I both see the business strength of Coca Cola. Yeah, but we're not yeah. like super super believers. We're not like, crazy about it. Yeah, we're not like they don't turn us on. They turn Warren on. Then let him be, right? So, <laughs> right? but but yes, I mean, yes, but but a, a super connected, smart, almost like a smart home built, uh, connected electric car. I think is the future, and that turns me on, mm. and I want to invest in that. So. Uh. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I'm gonna trump around a little bit. Yeah. Speaking of Tesla, mm. um, I'm wondering, as a shareholder of Tesla, mm. does Elon's tweets worry you, or <laughs> give you insomnia at night? Um, interesting. This actually, I kind of want to. I'll, I'll tell you about the stock and and, and the investments mm -hmm. in, in a sec. Um, I actually want to yeah. ask you the question. Because uh, sure. I think we sort of shipped the second part already, and then I'll I'll, I'll share you as a shareholder, a major shareholder, uh, sure. major as in not of the company, major as in in my own portfolio. Okay, yeah, uh, it's this opinion. Um, what what's your thoughts on the whole reopening thing? And obviously that involves Elon, but what's your thoughts on the the two camp where there's extremely smart people, capable individuals, um, want to reopen, right? And there's also extremely smart people and capable individuals. Uh, influence voices uh, want to stay locked down a little bit longer or be more cautious. But what's your thoughts on the whole thing? I want to hear your thoughts on uh, you, you. I respect your opinion on this a lot. So go ahead. Well, I, I think um, I think a lot of these uh, mid-U.S. states um, mm. are opening too fast. 
too soon. Yeah, that that's what I think. I think the country should have moved、mm-hmm. as fast as Trump wanted to.、Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we're also seeing cases in California surged again, right? By、mm-hmm. some two point seven six percent today, this、mm-hmm. past week or today. So the previous hypothesis is that summer is going to cure everything, right? The weather is going to help control the spread of the virus, even if we reopen.、Mm-hmm. But now we're seeing that it is a factor, but it isn't as strong as we thought it was. Because、mm-hmm. California is sorry. Do you mind if I ask?、Uh, I think you brought, this was a minute ago. Do you mind rephrase the first part? You said you said I think, but like、uh, I think my my I don't think it recorded, but I think here my headphone broke、uh, off a little bit. Oh, what do you yeah, think? Initial thought. I think thought. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Initial thought. I thought. I think a lot of U.S. states are opening too quickly. Okay, go ahead. And、yeah. some businesses, take Georgia for example,、mm. that shouldn't be open are open. Nail salons, tattoo shops. Agreed. Agreed. You know, hair not, salons. I do not agree with that. These, these are not essential businesses. I mean,、yeah. they, they, <laughs> there is a level of importance. Yeah.、Right? Yeah.、Um, so. Th- that I definitely don't agree with what、mm-hmm. Georgia is doing.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also just think because a lot of these mid mid U.S. states are opening too too soon.、Mm-hmm. I don't think it's because I think the the cost potential risk and cost of opening up too quickly is that we have a much more prolonged、uh, fight with the virus and the economy is going to suffer long term.、Mm-hmm. Yep. And another risk that we might have need a second lockdown for some states, which is. Going to be detrimental for for people、mm-hmm. overall, for businesses and for the consumers, for people.、Mm-hmm. So it's it's sort of like this Chinese saying, right?、Mm-hmm. Long pain, short pain is better than long pain. Long pain is better than long pain. So I think this is the trade-off the U.S. government is looking at. Governors are looking at, right? So the previously we thought the weather is going to the summer is going to cure everything. Summer is going to help control the weather is going to help control it,、mm-hmm. but. With the re- with the news that came out of California today, we're seeing that perhaps it isn't as strong of a factor as we previously previously thought. Right?、Because、California is very much in summer already,、mm-hmm. right? With sun, with a lot of sunshine.、Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's not enough to control the virus.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, yeah, I, 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 that's what I'm seeing. I think a lot of states are opening too soon. Okay. I also see a polit- political divide on this topic. Right? We're seeing a lot of More、uh, liberal states,、mm-hmm. uh, more hesitant to open up, and then more conservative states、yeah. opening、Just、up sooner. Ramification, right?、Yeah. So I, I don't think it make, I don't think it's a good thing for the country that politics play a huge important factor in the decision of、mm-hmm. repo- reopening a state.、Mm-hmm. I think people's lives and the economy should play a much more important factor. So seeing that politics is playing fa- playing an important role、mm-hmm. uh, for some of these decisions、um, just doesn't doesn't seem like the best. Situation. Got me. So, in particular, what do you、yeah. thought? What's your thought on Elon's opinion? Because he's definitely someone we should,、um, let's just say,、uh, consider influence at least, right? To say the least. And also,、yeah. uh, he's sort of in a from a political standpoint. I don't think he's particularly Republican either, right?、Uh, so, so, no. so, so, so no. maybe we can think he's neutral. I, 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 again, I don't know. I, I'm just saying he could. He's someone that ha- definitely has a scientific background of thinking and 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 could provide、yeah. objectivity when it comes to these issues. And、uh, what do you think his strong stance on one side and not the other? I mean, because I thought he'd be neutral. And what, what, what's your thought on that? On this thought, on, on him in particular, on his opinion in particular?、Hmm, I I think what he said on Twitter is that it's definitely、uh, 
a little over on the extreme end, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's a, a kind of extreme way to express his opinion. Mm. Right? His opinion, let's say, is is uh, let's say zero is really conservative, mm. ten being really aggressive. Mm. His uh, actual opinion is like seven point five or eight, right? Mm. Uh, but his words are like ten, eleven, twelve, right? Got it. It's, got it. It's really then, what, what's your thought on his thought being seven point five or eight? To him? Um, like, what do you think is rational? Do you agree with okay. his rationale, basically? Yeah, I know his words are pro- productive or sound more. But yeah. What do you think? What, what's your thought on it based on your thoughts? Okay. Obviously, you know this situation better than I do um, because you, you know you understand Tesla better. Yeah. Let, let, let me get get this clear first. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the biggest reason he is doing this? What does he think his biggest motivation is to do this? Okay. Uh, yeah. A lot of people say you know right right. I see what you're saying. He could be self-interest only for Tesla, and he, and he does that for that reason. Okay, I would say. Yeah. What is the what is motivation? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is a educated guess. I would say it's gotta be forty percent, uh, but not more than fifty. It's gotta be okay, somewhere between twenty to forty percent, not more than fifty percent Tesla, but it's not dominant because um, mm. I, 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 for me, like I I can see Elon's psyche. Um, of, uh, and, yeah. and and to be honest with you, it's fully transparent as you, you and I are friends, and but friends, you know, can be different as well, right? <laughs> um, yeah, and close friends can be very different too. That's fine. Um, so there's part of me that can see his thinking, and the part of me that does not reject his thinking. Okay, is that he's seen this thing from the point where okay, uh, what? And and I had this prolonged discussion with uh with, with my girlfriend last week about this. Uh, just one simple okay. question in my head, uh, and the reason why it was prolonged was because uh, I got hedge up on myself. There was two Robert talking to each other, one couldn't convince the other, okay. so I was really torn on the issue. Okay, and uh, I had to talk to someone about it um, when, mm. when when this happened. And Elon definitely had a part of it because you know it sort of provoked the other side of it, make the other side as strong as the as the, the the other side. Is that what is the definition of freedom, and what is freedom worth to you? You as in each person should ask himself, individually. Because I guarantee the definition and the weight is different. And for the ones who weigh freedom more, um, they tend to align, align with Elon Musk's side of thinking. The ones who weight or, or, or define differently or weight more, okay? I asked two questions. Or but the ones who uh, think a little different than that uh, tend to weigh the other side. What do I mean by that? If some people, it's their principle, not let's say, like for you and I, and, 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 and for the other two different degree, okay? Um, I think we probably think governments have a lot of power, and and especially in a time of crisis or certain, you know, uh, desperate times require desperate measures, whatever, governments should be given a lot of power, right? But um, for a lot of people, it's their bottom line principle. They would die to not, not let government give too, give them too much power uh, in, in exchange for their freedom. So Elon's actually might believe in, and it's not wrong or right, it's just different uh, to each of his own, that he might actually believe in that uh, it's fascism. And because the first uh, comments come out on, on an earnings call. Um, I have to, and this has relates to the stock because it was April 29th, he first said it on, he said, he dropped F-bomb, said bunch of things on an earnings call. Stock was surging. Uh, on the, the, the couple of days before, from like 700 to 836, okay? And the month before was 350. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it went into 916 uh, 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 earlier this year, which, 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 um, which was, we'll, we'll dive into stock later. But the point is, you know, it went into 916 earlier this year, it went down like every other stock back in March, then it came all the way back 
uh, from 350 back to you know doubling again because it went down too much. Um, the point is, uh, he did not, especially when he said it on earnings call, he was not doing that for the company. He was doing that for his personal, uh, to expect his personal opinion, his personal side of view. And you asked me earlier a question: How do I feel about him as a shareholder? I don't like that because he's, you know, not a, a uh, doing the best for the shareholders, at least the short-term value of the shareholders. Uh, he, he he could just say nothing and express nothing and tell tell his friends privately. Oh my God, goddamn! Because those are his exact words, right? He's like, give people back their goddamn freedom. This is fucking fascist, right? He could say those words to his friends and then not to be publicly recorded, and then it'd be fine. And and he stuck with going up, uh, surging, and why he said it. Then he said it, uh, on the day, earnings it was up 16% and dropped back to like up five-ish. The next day it went down because he, he re retweeted again on Twitter uh, what, what he said. He said, really believing, I want to say it again. Now he, the tweet starts and all that stuff. So I honestly think like, you know, get 20, 40% come from Tesla or whatever, but most of it is it's he believed in, uh, it's, he thinks it's fascist um, to effectively mm. put everyone at, you know, uh, as as they lock at home, what did he say? Like, uh, put everyone if uh, like house arrest, if you know, de facto house arrest, um, and and and, and they can. Oh, and he spoke extensively. I recommend you if you're interested, maybe listening to what he said on earnings call. It's definitely on YouTube now, where he said, you know, uh, what do you? I came to America from South Africa. Uh, you, a lot of you come from different places. What do you come here for? Freedom. You know, it's the most free country in the world. What do you come here? Like, what is America about? He said. He said a bunch of those things. He said, you know, if you were want to be controlled, go to an authoritarian country. We're not that, you know, you just, that's that's the ideology, like, I can see why he wants to defend that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and obviously the economic incentive for Tesla is obvious, but really, when he said it, if he doesn't say that, uh, Tesla stock would be higher, at least on short term. But he said it, and then, uh, there's some pressure, but again, people overlooked it. Uh, stock didn't drop much, either later on, sort of came back, bounced around, eventually went back up in the same place. But um, I just thought, that side of the thinking, uh, it really comes, that's why I created the question for me is that I had to ask myself what that question and those two questions are easy to answer because the reason why I had a prolonged conversation with my partner is because we had to define our from a philosophical standpoint what are our own terms of how do we define it and how much it was to us so we know which side of, and what kind of things we behavior we support um, it's different than 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 than, than other people than than Elon's or than probably yours than uh, than my parents than Donald Trump's, then whoever's, it might be it's just different. Um, but um, yeah, I think that's really to each of his own. In those, again, back to those two questions. I really think it comes down to uh, what is the definition of freedom to that person, and how much is that freedom worth? And it's yes. deep. It's yeah. a deep thought, man. Yeah. So I had a I had a yeah. quite a discussion throughout the week last week about it. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, I think freedom. We, we currently the U.S. is the the country with the most amount of freedom. You can say that, right? Mm. But I don't. I, it, it isn't totally free, mm. right? A totally free society would be a society with no structure or rules. Mm. That's that's the, the most extreme. One hundred percent free. Everybody do whatever you want. Mm. In the states, there are a lot of rules, be it societal rules or uh, right, right, legal right. rules. Right. I, I get that. You don't. Uh, what, right. what? So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I think the lockdown situation, mm. essentially, what the society is doing is there is a a demographics in in our population that is highly at risk, right? They will suffer. 
Now we are willing to give up, as collectively as as a country, everybody give up a little bit of freedom, a little bit of time, perhaps money, to protect those right. that group of people. Right. May, may I give you Elon's it response? It is kind of like social welfare. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Mm-hmm, yeah. May I give you Elon's just play devil's advocate real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elon's response yeah. on that. He's addressed a couple points. He said, yeah. I "Understood all that." So she's saying now, okay, since we already locked down, okay. Um, then now he's saying for those people, okay, he, he's basically saying a couple points here. I'm, I'm throwing it all at once, even though mine. So come yeah. one, if if there's if there's unlimited hospital resources which you don't have, then you're not supposed to lock down, right? Because you don't crash hospital supplies, uh, demands and stuff. And then uh, just you, you are locking people down for for five percent for whatever you know two three percent or five percent chance actually the denominator could be much larger since many people aren't tested so it could be a three percent chance two percent chance of people dying basically 97 percent people don't die if you think that way right mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. one two the economical harm that caused by locking down over a long period of time he's saying basically the early Mar- march lockdown was enough for like a month and then now if you don't open for six months you know uh, and this is a real stat it's stating a big short movie as well every 40 uh, uh, every one percent move in unemployment rate 40,000 people die Mm-hmm. So then yep. it's a prolonged economical recession and people die from that anyways and they're you know probably young healthy people as well. And third is that he sent a bunch of you know data and uh, seems like backed up by some kind of source uh, which again I have to check on I'm just saying he said the hospitals in he talked specifically California are 40% empty the entire time for the last month. So the theory of let's say we have to lock down, don't have people who crush the hospital demand, crush the hospital system, uh, 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 because there's surging cases. Uh, that's over. He's saying you know the hospital is available. Um, so mm. um, so he's saying now you know we ha- we sort of if how, how long when do you when do you, he's he, also he's saying because the reality of the situation is still you know the curve flattened yes but it's still twenty thousand people a day one point four million. Once I say you have to lock down longer to keep it that way, but he's saying. If you lock down for another six months or two months, it's still that way. Then what do people do? Then we just lose the the we just ignore the huge you know uh, economical sufferings and 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 it might not stop it anyways. So he's saying basically for something that 97% of people live and uh, and we shall go on. And last point, this is my personal point. I just said all his points. This is my uh, those are his opinions, not mine. But uh, I'm adding my personal points. I always thought is that. People have to make their own decision in terms of this, okay? Uh, this is, I, I really believe in governments have their responsibilities, but I believe, uh, and you know me, did this for a while now, since our like third episode of, you know, uh, victim mindset and, and winner mindset stuff, is that I believe people should take responsibility for their own stuff, is that of their, of their own behaviors in terms of this. If you're a high risk uh, part of the population, aging or underlying health problems, you shouldn't go out as much, even if it opens, obviously. Second, if you live with, let's say, I, I always said when you li- you live with your mom, I do. Uh, I currently do not. Is yeah. that I? If I were you, man, I would be just as careful. Uh, I think you're doing an excellent job, and, and 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 probably more. Like you know, if I live with my grandparents, plus my mom and blah blah blah, you know, big house, whatever. Because it, I, I might give give it to the ones I love, right? But if let's say two single individuals living in New York City, or you know, just young professionals and stuff, they can they don't live with anyone that's older or whatever, and then. They, 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 their intention to re, for reopening is only, let's say, point A to point B. Go to work, come home. Like Tesla's case, go to the factory, come home, uh, and then and then maybe go to grocery store and stuff like that. They're not like uh, basically uh, supporting the idea. He's not supporting the idea of opening up NBA games or Coachella, things like that either. He's just saying let people 
uh, don't people put, don't put people on de facto house arrest. That's all. So things like that. So I think people should have the right, basically, I'm saying, to choose for themselves. And uh, the high risk people can stay home, and they should, but not to punish the 97% people who who, who who are a lot of them who are suffering as well. That's um, I think it's not a I, I, I think it's not a crazy thought. Yeah. So. Well, going back to the uh, point you said about the economy, right? for mm. every one percent decline in the economy, forty thousand people die. Mm. Um, if I, I, I just don't think the situation is uh, as simple as you know we all reopen the economy mm. and the economy gets back up. No, right? Nope. If if let's say the virus is still here mm-hmm. or there's a resurgence of cases, mm-hmm. people will be reluctant to spend. Yeah. They need to save up money for yep. uh, you know emergency yep. fund, and yep. then they will they won't go out. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it still hurts the economy. May perhaps even more. Who knows, right? Yep. So um. So so I guess I'm. St- yeah. This is Robert's version, not Elon. Okay. Uh, mm. I guess I'm just suggesting. Uh, I think it would be a decline no matter what. Uh, less deep than you know opens and opens obviously. So. I'm basically saying let nature, sort of the econ- economic nature as well, run its course. As in, there will be people who will be willing to take a flight to go to, go to Bahamas. Believe me, they, they, they will be, right? And let them yep. do that if they want to. The airlines open, right? They, they are able to get there, right? Uh, with hotels open and stuff like that. So let them do that. There will be people willing to be going back to malls and buying things. Uh, I think probably more than going to Bermuda. Um, but uh, there will be people willing to uh, go to the beach and blah, blah, blah. And there will be people who will be very, you know, point A to B. Uh, and some of them probably was still work at home and no point in to be or whatever. Uh, then let the economy run its course. So yeah, I don't think I don't think reopening. I totally agree with you on that point. I don't think reopening at all will go back to like <clears throat> our previous uh, sort of economical highs at all. Like we're way off. But um, it's still letting people do their thing um, instead of. Uh, instead of completely shutting it down. That's basically, I, I guess, where I'm coming from. And also, uh, wonder, and everybody, everyone knows, regardless of shutdown or not, but basically, my thought of thinking is that I'm not completely on Elon's side or nor on the super uh, liberal uh, locking down everything side either. I'm sort of thinking this whole shutdown or not shutdown thing, it's really a little bit, it's very important, okay? But it's a little bit less important than people think it is. I really think more, the economy won't be recovering during two previous highs. Unless we have a vaccine, people know the the problem goes away anyways. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't yeah. matter what we do, uh, it, the economy will be bad, be back at a huge all time high. But it matters as in is it gonna stay at a recession to lead to depression, or just at a slowdown or moderate recession? I think that difference is enough. Considering, let's say, if U.S. only have only has you know ten thousand cases, we want to continue. That's fine. But it's already so many cases. Um, people eventually will experience the effect of COVID-19. I value my sleep so much more now because I'm preparing to get it and heal. That's a task I give myself. Am I strong enough to, to get it and heal? I, I'm being preparing for that. Uh, I don't want to get it. But I think, I just think, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I, I think, yeah, the markets should, should run its course. Economy should run its course with nature, and, and nature should run its course. That's, um, yeah, that's the situation we are in. That's basically, uh, I guess, what I'm saying. 
It's not ideal. I see. Yes. Yeah, and, and and I'm a big critic on what the administration, the Trump administration, did early on. That was completely misery. That was horrible. I agree with that. But I'm saying we're we're, we're already here. We can't do uh, much about it. That's basically uh, my sort of side of thinking, honestly. I, I see a possible solution with a stay-at-home order mm. for people that are high risk or people that are living with high risk individuals. Yeah, there will there'll be no orders. They, they know that already. They will do that home. themselves. Yeah. Well, uh, not really. Like I go to a grocery store, I see a lot of people over the age of sixty walking oh. around without masks. Oh, oh, oh you Vancouver, mean, at least. Oh really? Oh in the US now everyone yes. wears masks now for three weeks already. Okay. I have not seen a single person okay. walking least in the Not floor. a single person. Oh you guys are doing a much better job. Oh it's required. It's required. The store oh, what you, you don't wear a mask. Oh really? Damn. Sorry, what? You said in grocery oh, store. Oh no. Oh in grocery store a lot of people don't wear don't wear masks. I would say even about sixty percent of people are wearing masks. You, yes. You, you, today? Yes. Oh, that's yes. a big last difference. Last time we went to grocery stores last week, oh. about 60-70% of people wear masks. Oh, that's a big difference. Sorry. Don't. Yeah, yeah, we did have a misunderstanding. Yeah. Because starting from uh, two couple weeks ago, um, everywhere in the uh -huh. country, you, you're not allowed to go in without a, without a mask. Yeah. Uh -huh. Even the parking lot, the parking it, garage, it. you cannot park in there <laughs> without it. You have to wear it on. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah, much yeah. more strict than Canada. At least a scarf, like a face covering. Like a scarf, it's oh, fine. But okay. you know, it doesn't have to be N95. But yeah, they don't let you to go in okay. without one. Ah, uh, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. But either way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's a strict stay-at-home order for high-risk individuals, for mm -hmm. those that are living in the same household. Mm -hmm. I mean, that I think would make sense, mm -hmm. and you know, that might be a possible solution mm -hmm. to like mm -hmm. it, you know somewhere in the middle. Those people will just have to stay home until the vaccine comes out because yeah. you know the rest of the population probably has it. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's a possible solution. Yeah. Yeah. Possible solution. And again, I, I, like I said, yeah. I'm really torn though. I'm I there's part of me really agree with you you were saying and even I mean, and, and just part like of me completely really opening up yeah. free for all like Sweden did that, right? Yeah. I think Sweden's death per, uh, I can't remember the exact number, 10,000 or 100,000 people mm. are 32%, mm. and the US being somewhere around 26%. Right? So now they're doing the, now they realize that this free for all, open up, yeah. isn't no, the right think, solution. Yeah, now they're reversing that. No, no, I don't think free for all should be, right. especially early on, right? These things, uh, yeah. like, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the government should spend money if the economy opens up sooner, they should give people delivery services, right? For those that are high risk, mm -hmm. like grocery delivery services, if they can't get it, so that they can stay in the house without having to go out, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yep. That's uh... yeah. Instead of locking down the economy, mm -hmm. providing extra services for those that are high risk. Got it. To make sure that they can Good feel safe Good and live while they're at home. Yeah, I agree with that. On the execution right. level, how would you execute it? As in, do you define everyone 65 or older or high risk? What if some guy's like 60, 80? 60 older. Well, what if some guy's 60 62? Older. Okay, what if some guy's 62, he's fighting against it. He's saying, I work my all my life to be in great shape, to be healthy. Doctor check me everything to be phenomenal shape. Yeah, yeah. But, see, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think it comes in freedom. I guess the right solution 
don't think it's like a, you know just free for all is the right solution because complete freedom essentially is free for all. Everybody do whatever they want. That's complete freedom. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the right solution. Yeah, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying complete, but I'm saying it, it, it's kind of sacrificed the, the, the people who, and also 60. I'm, I'm just saying, what's the range? It's hard to, you know, I agree with that philosophy completely, but I'm saying it's hard to execute because it's, it's is 60 the line or 62? There's tons of people who are healthy at 61. I mean, it's 65, then people would be, those people would be protesting and screaming and, and, and I don't know, you can't please everyone, but I'm just saying, like, and, and to be honest, most people in the US, yeah, uh, the top 4500 CEOs are all 65 or whatever. They're all phenomenal shape, value is 70, right? Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's leading the coronavirus fight, he's 79 years old, he runs around. Um, so, so, so what is the definition of if a Donald Trump, 70 years old, like so the president's just locking the way off? I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying like it's, it's hard, right? But in a conservative uh, point of view, anyone 45 and older have high risk, right? Then Elon Musk should be locked down. He's 48. I mean, uh, I'm just saying it's just so if anything that's authoritarian, it's hard to implement because who is basically you have to play God. That's my point. Who, 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 yeah. who decides? Is it a committee to decide what's the age limit? And how, what kind of service to get? What if they want two stakes instead of one? I mean, if they make a lot of money, do they get more? Do they get less? Um, to put, like, oh, it's, you can be saying, right? I, I, I don't think government should play God. That's my point. You know, mm. it's hard for them to play God. Well, I think, I, I, I just don't think, yeah. you know, that's tough. Opening up free for all is the right solution. You know? Me either. I don't think completely I just don't think that's either. the right solution. Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah. Me either. But, but I'm I saying- finding a middle ground. Yeah, but I'm saying, we both agree yeah, with the middle ground, sense. the measurement of how to control yes. it. However, exactly yeah. that the how- the execution- Exactly. The execution yeah. is basically government has to play God. Like- <laughs> Yeah. In the- Yeah. Because this is life or death, right? It is God. So, it's- That's why I was so torn, man. I was literally saying, uh, let's have to have a vote. Uh, in Like you said, by each, <laughs> by each state, it's different. <laughs> Isn't it- crazy how each state is different like each individual's yeah. definition of freedom and life or death or control is different and also because and also uh, i think this increase the last point uh, i guess we'll, we'll make this this really increases the social divide you can see it's in our nature to be the more affluent part of the society to support the lockdown because we work so well without me seeing each other we fully have these equipments can afford computers phones to be digitalized Others can't. Uber drivers have to get in the car to make money. Uh, factory workers, like, it, it, I'm saying this creates such a big divide. It's not intention. It's not intentional. Definitely, I, you and I know at least we're not intentional doing it. But you know, there's so much hate from the bottom part of the population, or the lower, or there. I say, you know, uh, if I offend them, a bottom part. I mean, just you know, the, the less fortunate part of the population, where they're like, you guys, you know, and they're believing so. And this is the part you and I are disappointed most. I think equivalent or even probably uh, just, just just very disappointed by the fact there's so many conspiracy theories running around right people are really believing Bill mm -hmm. Gates created all this try to be Thanos from Avengers people think Bill Gates is Thanos from Avengers people believe you know oh, man I might so my point is this creates such a big divide where just the the, the, the less fortunate part of the population really really just think uh, either there's a pandemic which is ridiculous to me uh, that time, right, but people believing and and, yeah. and and full disclosure, you know, even if uh, that girl is listening, um, 
who was my high school、uh, classmate, which is fine.、Uh, I'm gonna mention that、okay. he posted that because it it it, it was a、uh, you know she's、uh, oh your high school classmate posted that yeah I consider she's a highly educated、oh, okay. individual. She lives in Brooklyn, New York. She works for a marketing agency.、Um, doesn't、okay. wrong, doesn't own one, not unlike you, but she you know she <laughs> works for one. Um, <laughs> as a,、uh, and, and she, she's well educated, college educated. She's、um, at least upper middle class. She's smart. She's、uh, and, yeah. So so,、um, and she's young. And、uh, people believing that.、Um, that's part. That's a part saddens me. That, so I'm saying, regardless,、um, this this thing like that's why I was torn. Basically, I'm, ex- uh, I'm 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 sort of explaining to you and an audience. Why I'm really conflicted. I'm really fifty-fifty on both. Both. I can see my tendency is towards the lockdown side because I, I work just fine. My life is really productive and okay. Okay, there's parts I miss from entertainment standpoint, right? There's parts I miss, but my life is okay.、Um, but I know some people, lots of people's lives aren't. And、uh, shall we just ignore their request,、um, or shall we say, okay, we know more. We're so we're elites. We know much better, just like the congressman, just like the、uh, the men and women serving the White House. We're gonna decide you don't go out.、Um, I, I tend to think that way, but that sounds so、um, so cocky and so just think we can play God. I, I basically, my humility prevents me from doing that to decide for everyone else. You know, that's that's why. Oh man, I I literally I had this、uh, lengthy, you know, and also emotional discussion with my like I said, like I told you, with my partner about this because I was like. Who am I to 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 tell people to decide? In all celebrities too, right? To promote social distancing, all that social distancing,、mm. that's great. But promoting just stay at home forever.、Uh, who are we? Just because we're more affluent to decide for other individuals' life?、Uh, I, I, at least for me, I don't think I earned that. And、uh, for the men and women in the Congress, and and I think that's the ultimate kindness because I don't want to decide for other people.、Um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it there. I, it's that's that's.、Um, I, I do not think I I think that's the the most kind version I can I can get is that I I I do not pretend I'm smarter than others,、um, but I have to leave that to the people who run in the country. If they think that way, so be it. Yeah, that's all. I see. I see. Now you see. Yeah, I, I I just think there's a fundamental different perspective. Fundamentally, very very different.、Mm-hmm. I, if we look at the conversation.、Um, Be it online or offline, right?、Mm-hmm. If you say online conversation in China, you can say, "Oh, this censored by the CCP, whatever." But if an offline conversation that I know people don't worry about censorship, even people that are outside of China, Chinese people,、mm-hmm. that have a completely different view on this,、mm-hmm. right? They don't see、uh, government influence as a problem as long as the outcome is net positive, right? Meaning less people dying. Right. So clearly, in the China, oh yeah, agree. In China, it's not a problem, right? I, I, The collective wisdom uh, uh, and definition of freedom is 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 is, is very it's、so、equal. It's different. Yeah. Oh, in China, I think they did the right thing for their people, for that version of you know what I'm saying, for for their base. You get what I'm saying?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that was and shut down Wuhan early again, like all crises. Early was so good、um, and so timely. Timing is everything, and that was、uh, China did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan did. And then you see that with that they were able to ex- have a faster recovery as well. Yep, yep. Taiwan did it. The impact on, on people's lives and the economy.、Mm-hmm. So you know, I think there is definitely a better version for every kind of culture. Yeah. But I mean, we're wondering if there's a universal better version of dealing with this, right? Yeah. 
I guess the universal way I have to. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not using this as a political attack, but the universal, at least one understanding from me, is that early on should be a shutdown, should be a comp- quick lockdown, should Complete be. Complete shutdown. Yes. Yeah. Early on, and the this administration yeah. failed at that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and like Kim Jong Un said, right? Yep. Whatever catches the, the the mouse is a good cat. Yep. From a from a from a utilitarian perspective. Yep. You know, Chinese did a better job from a results perspective. Yes. Yes. This administration should have shut down early on. Yeah. For many reasons. Not saying they're incompetent. Just saying, you know, because the pandemic's been mm-hmm. so long since 1918, all that stuff, and also they probably. Underestimated yeah. the global traveling of it, but it's on the, they should shut down early on. I'm just, I'm more speaking about now. What should we do since we already have 1.4 million cases? I mean, twenty thousand dollars. I mean, twenty thousand people a day. Yeah. That's yeah. But yes, early. On, I, I totally agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right now, right now the situation. Yeah, this is a very tough, tough uh, decision. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, But yeah, I, I, I believe in government structure. Uh, trust me, I, I really believe in that. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. From, I'm just saying. For me, it's hard for me to just to to act so you know, uh, quote unquote, elite and think uh, everyone should think like me and should think lockdown because I my tendency makes me think so. Um, mm-hmm. And to ignore, to be uh, to be uh, ignorant to others' pain. Um, uh, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think that's. Uh, I don't think I allow myself to do that. That's all. That's basically what I'm expressing, but yeah, the, for the ones who, are, but if I'm in the seat of California state governor, I gotta make the best judgment based on science, data, and also my personal belief. That's because you guys vote yep. me to that place, right? Uh, I gotta do that. But I'm saying as yep. an individual, yeah, yeah. But if I'm if I'm in that seat, uh, I have to uh, have the power available to me. Then I shall do what I think is best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 But I, I don't think I just don't think society should bully one another for one way or the other. That's all. Because Elon got bullied a little bit for people who were saying ah, blah 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 all that stuff. I'm like, well, you know, that's uh, you know, he's no one's opinion is more superior than the other. So uh, you can disagree with him, but you know, let's let's not bully each other. Because the lockdown people bully the reopen, reopen bully the lockdown. I mean, yeah, uh, it's been going on for in, ages. In Elon's situation, <laughs> Elon's situation. What about his employees? Uh, do they have a choice? In that they can stay home, yeah, if they yeah, want to. Yeah, since、uh, early February, they already Silicon Valley companies are all like. Oh no,、that. no, I mean, I mean, if、yeah. I mean, after he if he reopens the factory, if you are sick or don't feel well, you do not have to come to work, and the E Tesla pay you the same compensation. Was, I see. I yeah, see. I see. Yeah, I see. that's he also being his policy. Okay. He announced that the last okay, week、yeah. when they were opening. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah,、mm-hmm. when they were opening in March, he he sent a whole company email. The next day, only three people stayed at home. Everyone else showed up because they love the company. Wow! So wow. if their choice, I mean, if that's their choice, so that's amazing. Yeah, they love、yeah. their company. <laughs> What else can I say? I mean, so <laughs> if if they want to show up, yeah,、wow. no, I agree. If he makes some gold, then it's not cool. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. So yeah, I mean. I think what's likely to that what's likely to happen is just that、mm-hmm. you know more states will attempt to reopen. Yeah. You know, and we'll see a clear divide、mm-hmm. between based on politics instead of actual cases. Yes. You know. Yes. I, I, I think I, we would. That's actually what's going to happen. I'm not、yeah. optimistic about the the, the 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 from a virus standpoint. I, I think it's it's still going strong for the virus, not for、too、us,、strong. not for humans. For the virus, it's still going strong. So.、Um, I'm、yeah. totally with you on that. That's that's gonna be a tough. I mean, doesn't matter what state. I'm saying there's no one that's immune 
and uh, uh, yeah. and it almost kind of doesn't matter when they open. I'm saying like the ones who open early definitely gonna suck more, and the ones who open later sort of still have the issue going on, and it just really uh, it's really tough. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough. So I, I think people, um, I guess, relates to investments since we started there. I guess um, anything that's socially not distant will be f- forgotten for quite a while. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's basically that's, that's basically my, my 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 train of thought with large events, with packed stadiums, with concerts, with I. Uh, um, Aircraft, right? With airlines, um, uh, just just being people in people being in a congested space for for, for quite a while, for a long time. Those kind of activities will be forgotten for for, for for long for you know until the vaccine comes out. Yeah, that's basically my my my, my sense. Um, I don't think it affects like say uh, as much. Let's say affects like a factory manufacturing because they can be spaced out from different parts of the assembly line and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think it's it's. Just from a consumer discretionary standpoint, uh, people do not want to get on a cruise or airplane or, or uh, things like that for for quite a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. And 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 you know, there's uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's gonna be too long, but we just mm-hmm. touch on the, uh, the 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 biological point real quick. Um, you, you you know, there's so many points, there's so many articles, so many obviously opinions on the virus and on the vaccine. There are many uh-huh. non-believers in the vaccine. I mean, it has to prove itself to the vaccine. It's like the virus, kind of. The virus proved it to us, to a world, it's infect- highly infectious, and then people treat it seriously uh-huh. now. The, but the vaccine, as the enemy of the virus, right, as the the, the fighter that's going to yeah. fight off the virus, it has to pro- prove itself yeah. to the world too. Where lots of people believe there's side effects, people might die from it, or it doesn't really. I mean, anti-vaxxers. Yeah, or the anti, or, or people believe. I mean, it's sometimes valid. Or they believe they control one side of the one version of the coronavirus RNA, but not the other version. So it prevents you from one type of COVID-19, not the other, because the virus evolved. So it's not efficient. Then people get sick again. All that variables are still in in play. There's just no guarantee that virus comes out, game over. Uh, we won't. There's, you know, I thought I think we are audiences are impacting, are being impacted audiences watching a boxing, you know, match where we're, we're promoting a boxer that's training hard right now, getting ready to fight this big, you know, badass boxer that's called COVID-19. But we don't know if this boxer is going to win. Our boxer. Yeah. Our guy. We don't know if our fighter will win. That's my point. Yeah. There's people who believe yeah. once our just... fighter gets in there, he's, he's good. Because he, he has the best trainers, meaning the best biotech companies building him. But this, this not, it's definitely going to take a while. Yeah, it's not going to take a while. It's definitely going to take a while. And even if uh, we have a vaccine by March, yeah, by the time people, the general population gets vaccinated, mm-hmm. it will take a month or two at least, right? And a lot of people will wait on the sideline to see if this actually works well mm-hmm. or if there are side effects, right? If this is actually proven. Yeah. So, well, so. theoretically, they're going through phase two, like human trials. So there's already human trials going on. But yeah, mm-hmm. basically, I'm saying uh, side effects. One, two is that does it if the virus evolved to like 26 different types according to some some theory, then uh, does it really fight against all kind of coronavirus? Yeah. Or it will just live with human beings for a while? Yeah. Even before COVID-19, there are a lot of anti-vaxxers, right? Vaccine doubters. Yeah. You know, 
Or it would just be like a flu or influenza and live with us. So, yeah. Just do I think vaccine. I think most likely we're gonna get have to get vaccinated every year or so, or every few years. Mm. So yeah. long biotech companies who, who produce vaccines they'll have to do it regularly. Oh yeah. So. And we just don't know which one, right? It's <laughs> a good recommendation. You can take it uh, to, to use as well. I hope, um, and for audiences, uh-huh. the ETF XBI, XBI biotech ETF. It is XBI. XBI B B as a boy. Uh huh. I as a okay. message. Uh, XBI just broke out its three-year uh, consolidating trend. So it basically it went nowhere since 2015. The biotech ETF, the overall industry. You would thought it's gone much higher, right? It's gone much higher uh-huh. since COVID, since the March low. Now it broke out to all-time high, out of a three-year phase. Wow. My cons- trade, also, also my, my thinking is that not say tomorrow or next Tuesday, Thursday, but stay long that ETF for quite a quite a few months, maybe quarters. Uh, it should have much higher room to go, as in like mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty percent for an ETF. That's a lot. So because it just broke out a three a, a three year consolidation period, and the last high it made was June twenty fifteen. So it's a five-year base on a three-year breakout. Um, XBI, that ETF. Yeah, I recommend people get it. Mm. That consists of all the big pharma, the Pfizer, the Johnson Johnson, the you know Thermo Fisher, medical device, vaccine, you know manufacturing, testing, Abbott Labs, everything raised to biotech. If you are not, oh wow, uh, you know a, a doctor to be uh, like my girlfriend is, then I think instead of selecting different companies, I think buying the ETF is best. It's best choice. Yeah. Mm, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. So XBI. Uh, that's a little bit actionable item there for leave it for for for, for you oh, and, yeah. and the audience. I'll, I'll definitely look into it. Yeah. See I'm 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 torn on on, on the on, uh-huh. on, on the big stuff because uh I, I really try to stay uh balanced with my point of views. But on investments because I'm um I I I need to make a decision. So it's it's much easier to make decisions on investments. As uh, as yeah. risk re- let's just put it this way: risk rewards are much easier to look at. Uh, not easy, my, my literally easy, but easier than like uh, philosophical views on what is the definition of freedom. I mean, I, I struggle with that for quite a while. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, because those are really okay. much. This better. is going to be one of those endless going on ongoing debate. There's no right answer. No, no. People are just each side has a point. Yeah, and people grew up differently, right? Culture's different. People. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just different. So, I think it's good that we kind of can understand, let's say, the Chinese versus U.S. model on dealing with the virus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. can kind of see how both sides has a valid point. Yeah. And but, and we can have a thoughtful so, discussion or debate, and most people can't. Which one is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people, most people are either Team China or Team US. Most people are unable to conduct any thoughtful discussions or debates. They just want to kill each other and start yelling. Yeah. Right now, especially think a lot of people in the states are in the emotional state. Yeah. In regards to China, when it comes to China, oh, yeah. anything related to China. Yeah. We're gonna do a whole another episode on that. I mean, it's just. Uh... Yeah, it's been getting pretty heated. Yeah, we can do it. Uh, so throw a little bone out there for the audience. Let's next episode we can do a China. Versus the world relationship. So yeah, let's do that. Basically, I mean, we'll go from China's standpoint. Think, yeah, <laughs> right. It'll be a good episode. 
the first yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's different. Definitely going to be more new developments. Yes, yes, next yes. It will be different. China versus Europe, China versus Taiwan, China versus North Korea, China versus US, yeah. China versus Africa, China versus. We can dive into all that and how the world associates with China. Sure. Uh, it will be very intriguing. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, different continents, different yeah. countries, different That'll be a very, very good conversation. Right. right. From military yes. to, yes, yes, to yes, the yes. economy to everything. I think it will be very, super intriguing. And, and very intellectual. I look forward to yes. that already. Yes. So, yeah. Cool. Let's do that next next week. Sounds good. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, I hope you pick up the investment advice there. Um, or, or sort of suggestions. Again, they're not... Great, solid advice. Yeah, they're not financial advice for you to buy or sell, but it's, you know, investment opinions uh, to take. And um, uh, basically, what are my thoughts on the economy? Um, uh, currently, um, and, and that was covered the last episode as well. Uh, I, st- I think it was just, you know, I like the market. We're stuck in a range. Uh, last thing on the market, it's the high is probably 2,900. The low is probably 2,600. We'll trade a bounce around this range. If you are like an actual trader trader, you can sell the high 2,900 and buy the low 2,600 and do that a couple of times. Um, if you're an investor, stay the course, find your good companies to invest in. Uh, economy, I, I, I'm, I'm not particularly bullish or bearish. Uh, I think uh, being too bearish is wrong because there's a lot of uh, central uh, bank and government's help. Physical monetary policy being too bullish is wrong because the virus is an enemy that we are not too familiar with. Even though human beings have dealt with many times, but this current generation, we are, you know, neither of us, both, you know, neither of Roy and I or anyone is a super experienced fighter against this virus. So you cannot to be too bullish. I'm very neutral um, um, on the economy as well. So basically, that's where I'm at. Um, and hopefully we'll have new thoughts next time coming and uh, for but for the technical stuff I think the first part really helps and for the uh, big philosophical thinkers the second part of it um, Help should help as well. So thanks guys All right, thank you. Hope everybody stays safe and healthy. All right All right, talk to you soon. See uh, listen, uh, you will hear us from us soon. See you. Yes. All right. See ya